Welcome back to Meathead Hippie Podcast. Uh, we've had such a crazy week, but we are so happy to be back online, and I have a great guest for you guys today. Um, the coolest thing kind of that just happened, just a brief overview, two things. We have launched the Body Awareness Project Part 2 on adrenals and cortisol and stress, the thing I've been talking about for way too long. It is finally live, so go check it out, thebodyawarenessproject.com. And then also... Uh, we have some really cool things happening over on MFIT, so Emily Schramm. So everything is now being funneled. I really want the people that want to stay connected, if you haven't already, go join my private Facebook group called Empowered, and this is going to be linked in uh, the top of my newsletter. Uh, it's linked in the top of my Facebook pages all over, and you can also find it in the link in my bio on Instagram. If you haven't done it yet, request to join, and I'm just excited to do some daily Facebook lives there and connect with you guys. Um, the people that are listening to this, you guys are my tribe, so really excited for the rebrand that's happening and just kind of the the people that are in that tribe already. The energy has been awesome. Welcome to the show. This is going to be so fun, Krista. I just, how did we meet? We met literally right here. We met in your office, yes. Yes. Well, um, I was assisting um, your office mates with some organization issues. And, and I'm so fascinated by organization because it's clearly something that I need more in my life. Um, I, uh, we're right, guys, if you're listening, this is my, in my office above the gym, second floor. I have a little, little office and it's been so fun to see her do work. And I just started a conversation with her and I was like, you have to be on my podcast. This would be so fun. <laughs> so talk to me about how you got to where you are. Cause I can tell just by your spirit, you are also a, somewhat of a hippie mm. and you're connected and your energy is so good. Um, which I love. And that was like, yes, this is a, you need to be on the show. Yes. Thank <laughs> you so much for that introduction, Emily. But um, yes, I, I would say that I'm an energy mover inside of organization. So whatever that looks like for people, it looks differently. However, for me, my intention in bringing my skills to people who need my assistance is that I create magic in spaces so that you can walk into a space and feel like the purpose of it, whether it's an office, whether it's a closet, whether it's a warehouse, whether it's a business, so that you can do what you're there to do without any um, clutter, without any um, conversation in your head that takes you away from your purpose. Mm. So that magic is um, conveyed a whole lot of different ways in what I can do for people. That is so cool because when you said that, it was like quite literally what I think I do, but with food. Yes. You're doing it with organization. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So cool. Yes. So tell me about, we talked about this a little bit when I was just curious of like, how do you get into this? Mm -hmm. But like for me, I've always been somebody that just, I just like, I'm a rebel at heart and mm -hmm. I don't want organization. We can get into the how it affects us. Sure. But for you personally, how did you like start understanding that you, that was kind of your gift in this right. world? Well, like everybody, I, I struggled with my own organization. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things Years ago, decades ago, when I reached out to my business life coach uh, around my organization was that I thought I never had enough time. And she said, well, how, where's your evidence? And I said, well, well I, I just have to do this and this and this. She said, well, well, let me see your schedule. And I was like, I don't have a schedule. She said, where does it land? Where, is it, where does it occur that you don't have any time? And I was like, it's in here, my head. Like, I, you know, I know that I'm busy, mm -hmm. right? 
but we all know we're busy. So the first breakthrough for me in accessing my ability to be available for organizing was for myself. And I took on looking at ways and structures that I could implement them into my life to have it work more effectively for me or more efficiently, I would say. Yeah. Because I am a single mother and I have two children and I have things that I'm up to. I have social events that I want to attend, but I also volunteer a lot. I'm, you know, I, I need time. So if you don't have your world managed, then your participation out in the world and where you participate in and, and play and enjoy your life, you are always going to be thinking of what you should be doing rather than where you're at. Mm. And it's very, very stressful. It's very clutter. It's mind cluttering, right? Yeah. Like take away the actual physical clutter, but just the mental clutter, it's just so unhealthy. Yeah, yeah it right? is. It's a constant chatter. It's anxiety. I mm -hmm. think it's probably the underlying cause of most anxiety, right? Right. It's anxiety and depression. Yeah. Because people get stopped by it, mm. like full stop in their life. And it, it, for me, it's like when I have a lot of anxiety, the only thing I immediately know how to do besides flower essences is writing it down. Mm -hmm. And it's just that instant. So that's like a very direct manifestation of like, a simple way to kind of even tap into what you're talking about. Right, that's called getting yourself out of monologue. Mm. Because you can self, you know, you can self-degregate yourself and you can just make yourself wrong. And there's no, if you don't have dialogue about it, the first thing is acknowledgement. Yeah. The second thing is actually getting it out. Okay, acknowledging, yeah, oh, there's a place where I can look at. And then getting it out and start sharing like, you know, my business is actually 95% referral because people are so inspired by what I can provide. They say, oh, my gosh, it's just like sharing a movie that they went and saw. Yeah. Like, I had so-and-so come. I had Heaven Sent organizers come and help me. And, oh, my gosh, I, I love my space. I love coming home mm -hmm. after my day instead of avoiding your home or avoiding going to work. Yeah. You know, people actually, there's clients that don't make it to work on time because their workspace is just stressful. And they probably don't even realize they it. They don't realize it. Oh, yeah. For you, what was your first step into, all right, business life coach, clearly I need to reframe this, mm -hmm. like I need more time, it's mm -hmm. in my head. What was your first action step? Well, um, my action step in formulating my business was that I actually went through a divorce. And so um, I needed to find time to make, you know, make my life work, my, my, my nine to five work, my children's lives work with me during the time I had How old them. Are they? they are currently 14 and 15. So I have teenagers running amok. <laughs> um, and then, but this was back when they were two and three, mm -hmm. you know, so there's a lot of hands on then. Right mm -hmm. now, I've, I put in the work actually back then. Mm -hmm. So now it's just like autopilot. Yeah. But that's, the, that's what the click is actually in, in, in using organization and structures and putting in things that are missing. It's not that you're bad, that you're wrong in not being organized. It's that it's the, it's the grace that you extend yourself to say, what is missing in my life that if I put it in, it would make all the difference, mm -hmm. right? And if that looks like, like downsizing because there's so much to manage, then it means like clearing your schedule and picking the things that you find 
really affecting you personally. So that's the stuff that you're going to concentrate on. It, it's, it's like getting, getting fit, yeah. getting your health in check. Right. Yeah. And it's like getting your stuff, the things that clutter your life, the storages, the storage units that you just keep on paying bills on every single month that you don't even know what you have in there. Yeah. Right. So do you look at like a list and kind of is it something that makes you feel like, you know, those things where you're like, I'm avoiding it, but then when I write it down, I just kind of skip over it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe having that moment where you're like, why did I just skip over this? Like, right. what is that making me feel? Right. And that's a place to start. Well, you aren't your feelings. That's the wonderful thing about this is that you have a reactionary re- response to a way that something happened in your life that you have associated with that feeling that is not true right here, right now. So it's kind of like a made up uh, fear or a made up stress or a made up, it's not really so. The real thing, what's so in your life is that you have an anxiety. There's something that's attached to your saying like, oh, I didn't cross that thing off my list or I don't even have a list. So you're actually right. You keep on bringing it back to the first thing I would say is for people to get it down. Like acknowledge it, get it down, and then take actions around that. In action, you don't even know where you you should start. That's the biggest question people ask me all the time inside of organization. Where do you start? You start by um, just going into the room that you close the door on all the time. You start by saying, hey, Susan, can you come over and I'll have a bottle of wine and can you help me get through these papers that I don't know what is even in them and just have fun around it. Like Mm -hmm. sprinkle some fun grace and ease around your stress because if you look at it in a, if it's just like a mental, it's a mental shift. Mm -hmm. Like when you give yourself that opportunity to actually put the action behind it, it's so relieving. It's just like, opening like your heart opens your mind opens your space opens and then what what is the end result is that your life gets to happen inside of it Mm. man this is so good Mm. oh you need to write a book so (laughs) my issue what if there so talk about the people that know that this needs to happen sure and you see this over and over I'm sure where it's like you know you have such a gift to bring to somebody's Mm -hmm. space Mm -hmm. or their life um in so many different avenues right the thing that's blocking people, and I get this too with fitness and nutrition, sure. like I clearly have the tools, mm-hmm. but you have to be ready. Um, how? What are the blockades of somebody that's like almost ready, but not quite? Like, what do you think those fears are? Or like, it can be many things. It can be a money conversation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it can also be a time conversation. It can be a, um, an agreement conversation, like for uh for business owners, you know, there's usually partners or, you know, people that make the, 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 the general consensus, the decisions together. Yeah. So it can be like gaining agreement on your partnership, either if it's a marriage or a partnership, you know, in business. So um, it's clear to get, to get clear on what you need. So I do a lot of listening. Like, I, I really, like, I just go around life and be myself. I, who I am is the space for magic to occur. That's who I am. Like, every day when I drive down the street, when I, you know, go into a space, when I talk to my kids, when I'm out, you know, doing politics or whatnot, who I am is a space for magic to occur in. Mm-hmm. So inside of that, you have to be, you have to be looking out there because life happens out there. So you have to be looking, and I have to be listening. 
So when somebody comes up to me and, or calls me or reaches out to me and says, hi, the first question typically is, how much do you charge for your organizational services? I said, well, you know, it really depends. I don't know what you need. Can we set up a time to talk? Yeah. I really want to hear what's there for you, right? Just like you need to in, you know, listen to what your clients are yeah, really what time up to. Is this gonna take? Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah. Then, yeah, I love that. Because it looks that. different for everybody. Well, every space is so different, too. Right, because, like, I have, I have, like, lawyers that have microfiled themselves into non-existence where they can't find anything because they microfiled it. They're like, oh, well, this goes there and that goes there because they're so, mm -hmm. they're, they're right-brained. Yeah. So they're, some, some lawyers are just, like, messy offices, but this, this one past client just had everything so organized he couldn't find everything. So I actually took the time to macrophile ma macrophile him so instead of like having all these different spaces where all these different um parts of his case went like all the, the all these things in this case go or in any case go here yeah and i said well how about just making this is the person or this is the company that the case is okay and then underneath that you have like a template where you get to put you know, the things that are going on in that yeah. case. So yeah. you just go to that case and everything you need is in there. And he's like, oh. Ka-ching. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just the light bulb. Right. Yeah. It's just like a different, it's just a different practice yeah. usually that I help people, um, you know, implement. You know, it can be in a, in a, um, a warehouse. Like yeah. I've gone into warehouses and reorganized like sales processes do and you get, <laughs> do you like have a energy, are you an empath, right? I, I am an empath. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of energy work that goes into it too. I can only imagine. Cause I was curious, like how you protect your own self from space. I mean, obviously you're there to mm. fix it. And so that probably is in some way, maybe therapeutic, but when you first walk into a space, do you ever like, it's, <gasps> it's yes, I, there's heaviness mm. there, there. I've walked into spaces where there's just like stuck. Like, there's just no energy. There's nothing flowing through the space. And you have to be, yeah, you were such a sensitive, like, that's so rad. Right. I think that's so cool right. that you're taking who you are and it's, <laughs> like, so directly your business, you know? Yeah, that's and, so you have awesome. to, and you have to set up, and that's where my psychology background comes into play, mm -hmm. very much so, because you have to clear yourself. At the end of the day, I have practices. At the beginning of the day, I have practices to wake up. You know, I don't take my you know, my um, technology and get on it right away in the morning. No, I take a time to meditate and look at my purpose for the day and clear my space, clear my mind so that when I walk in and or when I talk to new possible clients, I'm actually a blank slate for them to write on. Mm. And then at the end of the day, I have to make sure that that blank space is, is still do there. Do you have any clearing methods? Yes, I do. I do practice like a form of smudging. Yeah, um, I use Palo Santo a lot. Right, yeah. Palo Santo is good. <laughs> um, and then just a meditation is just very, very simple. Mm. You know, it, it's a practice that, you know, you could do for two minutes even like on my break inside of working with a client. Like just, oh, like I have to actually breathe. Like it is important to actually go outside and get connected and get rooted. So when I do have a break inside of working with clients, like I check out, I say, I'm sorry, I'm going to remove myself because I need to get, pre I need to get present. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so you lot. can show up for the thing you need. I, I agree completely. There, there's something so therapeutic about being barefoot in a grass mm -hmm. in the sun, even mm -hmm. if it's five minutes. And that's why I think 
anybody should do it regardless of the work. Like right. Lunch breaks, get outside. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Get connected. You won't even understand what's happening. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. Do you have room, rooms that you really love to do? Oh, my favorite rooms. You know what I like to do? I love to work with kids. Oh, oh my gosh. Children are just amazing. That's like, so cool. Because they don't have all the gunk that us adults do. Yeah. Right? They don't have the... They don't have the the conversation of, oh, I need to hold on to this because I'm going to need to use it sometime in the future or whatnot. Yeah. Right? They're just so available to to create a new possibility every single time I'm around them. So um, where, I, where I actually guide my um, adult clients to is to that possibility mm. of, like, what's possible? Like, what does it look like for – what do you envision – Right? Because when we were young, we created and invented things at a whim. Like we, we imagined played, right? Yeah. And as adults, we've kind of like forgotten how to imagine play. Mm. You know, we don't, we can't actually see something that's possible until you say, it's okay to see that, right? That's what life like actually occurs in and, and, and movement and action and possibility and new businesses and yeah. all of that fun stuff happens inside of no restraints. Yeah, so, permission. Yes, with the permission, permission. and yeah. self-permission. So working with, cl- with children in their spaces or their families, mm. like I, I've, I've coached families. Like I had a DU dean of a of a department they asked me to come into their house and their whole family um the kids were my focus but out of the kids I was actually able to bring their conversations to the family and then the family took it on because the family had it that the kids were running amok they were having so much they, they had too much they were taking over all the space and blah 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 and it was actually well there's some parameters to be put into place there's some healthy you know um, there's some healthy guidelines that say, you know what, if this, if you want this, then not that. Or if you want this, then you get rid of three things like that. Mm, I like that. Rule. Right? Like cycling, prosperity, the, the law of reciprocation and attraction is very, very real. Mm-hmm. So when people hold on to things, items, processes, and refuse to let it go, your hands are in a fist because you're holding on to something, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, you're not able to open and give, and those hands are not able to be opened to receive either. Wow, yeah. So it's... I just had chills. Yeah. <laughs> it does. That. It makes me, it makes me, it really makes me giddy. Yeah. Oh, this, well, two words popped in my head. And then I want to jump into questions because mm-hmm. I have so many great questions. Um, emotional attachment and scarcity. Mm. I feel like those are the two things that you just, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the two places of why my hands are fisted. Right. Oh, where do you even begin with, I think, let's start with the harder one, probably the scarcity mm-hmm. mindset. Is that something that you have to break with your clients? Does well, it just happen naturally? It, it, you know, it's not necessarily like <clears throat> we're going to work on that scarcity. What it is is um, I require inside of some spaces, like there are clients that are clear, <clears throat> excuse me, that are clearly like, hey, I have this space. I don't have the time to do it. You take care of it. And we're one and done. Good. Yeah. But the, the clients that are typically in scarcity, because that, those clients, the, 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 the option A, know that something needs to be done and they're clear that this is the thing. I'm the person, I'm the service that needs to come in to help their business or their life Mm -hmm. to continue, right? Those aren't the clients that I need to 
to have those scarcity conversations with. The clients that I do have those coaching sessions with inside of working together, I actually require a minimum of two hours working together with them. And um, it's, a, it's a young conversation. It's a conversation that was built, that was developed very young Okay, so um, the conversation of, oh, my, mom, my mother's diner, dinette set, like, I have to hold on to that. Well, why do you have to hold on to that? Well, because, you know, it was passed down from her mom and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, sure, so when do you use it? You know, like, when is that brought out and used? Um, well, you know, on special occasions, how many special occasions do you actually use that in? Uh, I don't know. Like, in the past year, can you tell me? Not, never been used. I was like, okay, so inside of possibly looking at this, um, why, why can't you let it go if you have like a, a cabinet full of two other dinette sets that you use daily, right? Um, well, if I let that go, then I won't have something nice if something else comes up. And I say, it, 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 it's just like, it's just a one conversation after another, like, well, you know, if you have friends that come over for a nice dinner, you have what you need. There's no scarcity. So to hold on to something that is not used, that doesn't serve you, that doesn't um, enliven you when you take it out. Yeah. Like, do you even remember the last time you used them when your mother was with you. No, I don't. You know, like there's just, there's just an old conversation and it really has no power. So why, here's the biggest thing. When your things have power over you versus you having the power inside of using the things that you have, mm -hmm. that's when the conversation is really juicy for me. So good. Right? Yes. And that's where, I mean, it looks a lot of different ways, and I could go into it like 50 days till Monday, you know, like yeah. 50 ways to explain it. But really, it just comes down to that. And then attacking or addressing that issue different ways, reading my client. Because sometimes, like, I have to say, hold on, like, take a break. We need 10. Go get some water you know, like reju rejuvenate yeah. yourself because it is, it's, it's like I, I book hours of, of operation, usually five to seven hours. And if I'm working alongside of somebody for that time, there's definitely at least an hour break in that whole time frame. you know, because it is, it's emotional, yeah. it's physical, and people usually are drained by the time we're finished. And I love that you have coped <laughs> your own self to kind of keep yourself protected and found mm -hmm. those ways because it allows you to keep doing it and not get burned out. It does. And with emotional attachment, um, I mean, is that just something that is, it's actually probably more tied into scarcity than I realized yeah. when I first said it. You yeah. know, you say that they're, they're different, but they're actually yeah. one and the same. Mm -hmm. Right. It's all, it's all, com it's all made up conversation. What is so is that your mother isn't, isn't here and is not going to be telling you, shame on you, right? Yeah. But that conversation, that emotional conversation of, yeah, she, oh my gosh, she would kill me if I let that go. <laughs> or my partner would, you know, you know, get so upset and throw it to see if, you know, this doesn't appear here, right? Yeah. Well, how often was that used? You know, it's just a simple question. When, when, you know, how often do you use it? If you don't use it in a year, okay, bring it down. Mm -hmm. If it's up high, Bring it down. I'm always, I'm always an advocate. Like, 
you if the things you use need to be at your eye level. Oh, that's good. The things you need. It's kind of like when you're in the grocery store, the things they want to sell, right? Yeah. Or at the eye level. At the eye level. And, you know, they do that for kids. Kids stuff is down at their level. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It's real. It's, it's all it's all encompassing. It's marketing. So you market to yourself. Like, okay, if I want to use that dinette set, I told that, that client did not let go of that dinette set. But I brought it down. I said, okay. Next year, you know, because we set up maintenances for her that. so that you can, you you don't just get it. You, you don't just use me in one and done. Yeah. Right? You need some coaching around it, just like you. You need maintenance. Like, you were there to start them on the path to their rejuvenation of their health and wellness, right? Yeah. But sometimes you need to come back and, and clear some stuff. Yeah. And be it's in habits, right? So it's like the habits. Because that's the thing I think. It's like I had a, a great spring clean and I got rid of so much. When I first moved in with Bradford, it was like I got rid of so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was ridiculous how much mm -hmm. I had that I just would move it from place to place to Ugh. place. I never actually went through the things. I just kept moving it. Yeah, I call, I, I call it the abominable box. Oh, yes. I have multiple. Yeah. It was like, oh. You haven't I, even opened it. Haven't even opened it. I had no idea. I just was like, that might be important. And then finally, when I was like, okay, moving in, I need to, and it felt incredible. But at the same time, it feels like I have to keep doing it. Like there's, it's such work. It doesn't just happen and then you yeah. feel good. It's like yeah. continuous cleanses. I can't wait to hire you. There is, there, there <laughs> is a, a, there's a practice that I implement with everywhere, ev every place, like inside an office, inside a home, inside your in, oh, in closets, mm. right? There are, you, there needs to be a place where you can put things that you do not use any anymore, yes. like all the time. Yeah. Like you're right. It's a practice. It's, you, you just can, I, I find myself walking by my office or my kid's room or the living room or wherever. And I see something, I'm like, oh, you know what? That doesn't call to me anymore. Or I haven't used that in forever. Like I don't need that. Mm. And you just put it in that box. And it's a donation box. It's a donation box. If you don't feel like you want to donate things and you feel like, well, I want this, this, uh, this love seat or something, right? Like, it doesn't inspire me to, like, go into that room and sit on it anymore. Yeah. Well, sometimes, like, changing the space, like, redesigning the space, that's another thing I do. Oh, I bet. Is which, like, m nine times out of ten... <laughs> It's like moving the things that you already have. And I have a really beautiful um, phrase that I use. I say, renews it. It's mm -hmm. an R-E hyphen N hyphen U-S-E. So you can use it. It's not a renew, like going to the thrift store, which I love to do, or going to the antique store, which I love to do, and repurposing something. You renews what you have by giving it new life, whether it's moving it from one room to another or or even yeah. changing the energy of the, of the or organizing. The lighting might hit it differently. It is so true. Yeah. But, but you should allow yourself the ability to always be in practice of letting go because if you let go, you open the space for gifts to come flowing in. God, that is so good. It is so good. Mm -hmm. I just love this. I'm so inspired. <laughs> so the um, private Facebook group that I talked to you guys about, I really do want you all to to join because I it's where we're going to directly have these conversations. Um, so I let you guys know that I was doing this podcast mm -hmm. and I had them ask questions and we have a lot. So we're going to try okay. to get through as many as we can. Let's do a lightning round. Um, choo -choo. Perfect. And if you feel like you kind of already addressed it, totally just say we already addressed sure. it. 
Okay, this is from Laura. Um, Laura Maroxa, mm -hmm. how do I part with clothes that I know I'll never wear again instead of keeping them forever like some sort of hoarder? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of that with jeans because mm -hmm. I have my skinny jeans, I have my winter jeans, I have, right? Um, my, I took liege, I took, um, I, took I, I took educating myself from my best friend, Miss Shauna. She has a beautiful closet where she only has like two, three dresses, five shirts, you know, three slacks. She's, a, she's, she's just this brilliant minimalist, right? And in the age of being able to buy whenever we are, whenever we want, yeah. right? Why would you want to still be in the season or be in the... Um, the decade of the dress, you know, that unless you have a classic black dress, yeah, that I'm always a fan of keeping, right? But why not let your let your energy and your personality show through your dress? That's an expression of yourself, right? Yeah. So let it go. And it's not hoarding. It's just like, you know what? If I haven't worn it this season, then get rid of it. Yeah. If it's you, you actually operate on the top third of your drawers. And on the left side, depending on if you're right or left-handed, yeah. you usually go to the right side if you're right-handed. You always put away your clothes on the right side, <laughs> right? Yeah. Unless you're like me that is uber organized. Like, I put all my blues and my reds and my yellows, oh, right? And then since I have the space, I have like a five-foot-wide, five you know, um, closet space, yep. I actually keep my clothes of seasons together. Yeah. So all of my yellows, all of my reds, all of my blues, but I have short and long sleeves, or I have skirts and slacks. Got it. But there's the, there again, and lies the abilities. If you have a smaller, like a smaller closet, then just have only one bin where you cycle out your seasonal clothes. Mm. Like cold and warm. They're not, there doesn't need to be like fall, or there doesn't <laughs> need to be like spring. It's a, it's a one and done. I like, like that. Yeah. So just... Allow yourself to be able to express yourself mm. in the different seasons, in the different types of designs and the new, the new prints. And because you deserve that, you really deserve that. And it's not too expensive to do that. It, it, there's so many options out there. I'm a big proponent of thrifting. Yeah. Renewing clothes is important. Renewing objects, renewing. There's so much out there. It, you can look like a million bucks if yeah. you if you have fun with it and like it is it is it's and then fun. it's easier to let go if it no longer purposes you yeah. because you're not like I spent eighty dollars on these jeans or one hundred twenty dollars on these jeans I yeah. can't let them go it's yeah. like eh, I found these for ten bucks right and they they worked for a while but they don't work well anymore. even if you did buy them for one hundred and twenty bucks mm. you used them yeah you got the purpose out of them yeah. Just let it go. Oh, I love it. And this kind of ties into it. This is Alana Topper. I really want to be more minimalist, mm -hmm. um, but that pull of consumerism is strong. How can I help myself to want less things? You, would, you, you give yourself permission to know that you have to accept the fact that we, are, we have been trained as a society mm -hmm. to be purchasers, right? And it's not what you need. It is not what you need. It might be what you want, and there's a clear difference, mm -hmm. right? What you need is to be able to wake up in the morning and put something on and look presentable and go to the office or go to work out, right? Mm -hmm. But even, like, people that, uh, you know, um, work out every day don't need 
20 different outfits. You need maybe two sports bras, you know, two sweatpants, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, or leggings, right? Yeah. And when those are done, you, you get new ones. Yeah. You really don't need a full drawer full of all these options. You're not going to work out to make a statement. You yeah. really aren't. If you're doing that, like I, I know that I know the idea of feeling good and looking good. We'll invest the sixty dollars on the cute Lululemon um, yeah. top. Okay, yeah. so you look good when you wear it. But if you're thinking about like, oh, if the person next to me on the on the rowing machine is looking at me because I wore this shirt two days ago. That's not what you're, you're not really up to what you're up to totally. in being in that space. Yeah. So the minimalist conversation comes from acknowledging that we are a society of consumerism, but it's not necessary. Mm. It is not necessary. And also look at the grace that you're going to give yourself in your pocketbook. Mm -hmm. You do not need like uh, the, the, the number one thing for people to do is to go shopping like mm -hmm. on their leisure time. Don't do that. Get, call a friend. Yeah. Go on a bike ride. You know, it call totally somebody. is ingrained in our culture, it right? Is. It's just kind of like, what do I do with my family? My grandma's in town. Uh, we'll go shopping. Right? And no. It's kinda, yeah. Like totally. take take her on a on on a boat ride in City Park, or mm. you know, do something where people are connected. When you're when you're shopping, when you're focusing on consumerism, your mind is just it's like a light switch that your eyes can like glaze over, and you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. You're not present to where you're actually at. Imagine a life where you have purpose, where everything that you do is purposeful. So when I go shopping for clothes, I'm a, I have a purpose. Like I have an event or I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this. And that is the only thing I go in to do. And I yeah, there's, there's times where, oh my God, that shirt's so cute. And, and yes, it and ends up in my pocket. Gems. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because it's like a great deal or it, oh my gosh, it works really well with five of my slacks and skirts. Totally. I, well, I got in the habit of, um, Finding, you know, I'd put it on. How did it make me feel? If it wasn't perfect, if mm -hmm. it didn't feel, if I didn't feel, if it was like, it kind of works, right. then I don't get it. I like, right. and I used to always, I'm like, yeah, it kind of works, but this would be cool in this situation, which never happened. Mm -mm. And so then it was like, especially thrift shopping, I was like, oh, it's a great deal. I'll make it work. Mm -mm. Nope. If it did not make me feel like a million bucks in no. the dressing room, regardless, jeans, dress. And then what I realized is when it was a big purchase and I felt like kind of on the fence, I would leave and I would just have it, all the information mm -hmm. of the store, of where to find it, of the size, yep. take a picture of it. And if I couldn't stop thinking about it, you need to go back. I needed to it. go back. Mm -hmm. And it, and that just worked so well because I would forget about it in five hours mm -hmm. or I would be like, oh, I can't stop thinking about that. Mm -hmm. I think I need that. And it wouldn't even be need, but it was a, I was able to decipher right. what was good and, and it definitely helps. And you're absolutely right. And like this minimalist conversation is not just in the clothes. Mm. It is with your whole home. Yeah. Like think about moving. Um, a single person today should only be able to like, should move, should be able to move literally with like a, uh, what is it? A 13 foot U-Haul. Yep. Like for two rooms. <laughs> yeah. And you're not, you're not being able to do that anymore. And even quickly, like if it's organized, it doesn't take Days and it's days like, to days to pack. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's like throw it in one and then you're one and done. Yeah. So it's just, a, it's just a way, it's a grace. It's, I actually have a, an issue with this because I find, I find issue with all of the storage unit warehouses that are going up. And they're, 
and they're actually marketing it to us like they're putting it in our living spaces, like they're putting it down the street from your home, down in Rhino District. There's, they look like so beautiful cool. warehouses that yeah. are converted into um, you know, office or home spaces. They're making it look like, yes, this is acceptable. And so I would say to that one specific question and the minimalist conversation is really identify your wants over your needs. Yeah. And then be honest with yourself that 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 purchase is not making you happy. Yeah. Find out what makes you happy and then go do that. Ugh, this is so good. <laughs> I just like, knew I wanted to talk to you so bad. Okay, so Katie Marie, I have young kids. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to manage the chaos toys in a way that they can possibly help out? So we kind of already addressed well, this. But minimal. Yeah. Forget about buying them. Kids, kids don't need much. Yeah. Like, seriously, even when they're born, all they need are cloth diapers or, 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 or other diaper, what is it, disposable diapers. I use cloth myself because I'm that proponent um, or supporter of the way of, of uh, renewable and caring for our earth. Yeah. So, you know, that's that goes into the, into the conversation of over-purchasing, too. Like, we're just, we just waste. We, we create so much waste. Mm. But with children, it's very easy. It's easier, actually, to become more wasteful than not. So to keep your kids organized, I would say look at a Montessori school-type setting for your home, which is, there is, yeah, which is, there is a section of where your kids have toys. And when they're small, you have to have little things everywhere. Like in the kitchen, you need to have a pull-out drawer where they can actually be around you and, and play with something safe. So there's a drawer, right? But it's not full of tons of things. It could be a couple. It could be full with just a plastic spatula and a pla you know, and whatever's to make noise or to, to pretend like they're cooking with you, whatever. But you know, the living space. If there's a living space that you need to have toys in because that's where you are, are living and residing in the majority of the time, you, there's, a, there's a small place. Mm -hmm. it, I, don't, I, I can't even say where it is, but there's only a few items there, right? And you start by implementing practices with your children where you don't want to be talking to them when they're teenagers, like pick this up, put this away. Yes. It's the conversation that every parent has, right? Yeah. So if you if you start that conversation early, well, okay, well, go pick a toy and and you can play with that. And then when when they're done, put that toy back where you found it, right? It is a it is a guiding of a child to learn about how it works as an adult. Mm -hmm right? And you're teaching them the minimal conversation. We're like, oh, well, I don't play with that anymore. Okay, well, if you're not touching that, if you notice that your child has that one thing on the shelf that has five things that they haven't touched in like a month or two, then remove that and bring something new in. Hmm. So it's like you're not, you're not having conversations of this is a minimalist kind of rearing, child rearing, and I'm teaching you ways to be in, as an adult. You don't have that with a <laughs> yeah. toddler or a young child. Mm -hmm. But what you do is you, you implement that all over in their lives. Mm -hmm. Same thing in their closets, right? Same thing with their shoes. Mm -hmm. Children need a tennis shoe, a sandal, and a boot, and a, you know, and a dress, yeah. a dress shoe, really. Yeah. But it, there's just so much, and kid parents are like, where do they go? Like, can we kind of put it in a basket? Well, where do you tell your kids to go get their shoes at? Oh, I don't know. They're always missing. Well, if they knew where it was, if you actually helped them 
know where it goes and then request them to put them back where they go, everybody will always know where everything is. Yeah. And you'll know when things are too ragged to be worn, not played with and needs to be cycled out and outgrown and available to purchase new things right? Yeah. And you can just give it away. Oh, I love it. Oh, this is so good. So Renee Johnson, great topic. What are some strategies for tidying with a focus when our lifestyles are busy? I start mm -hmm. one project, I walk into another room oh. and I pick something else up. Yes. Like, it's a squirrel yes. and so on until I've forgotten about the project I first started. Absolutely. It's called crowism. <laughs> like crow, like, oh, shiny. Right? Like, yep. oh, pretty. <laughs> right? I, I am such, I myself fall into that category Same. as well. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I call it the waitressing. Okay. So um, when I was really young, I started out waitressing and yeah. I was very purposeful. Every time I walked from the front of the house to the back kitchen, I was carrying something. It was purposeful. So your life, like I said, I said earlier, like you, you, you have a life of purpose, mm -hmm. right? It's not a purpose of, I don't want you to be in your space, your office or wherever and be like, oh, my purpose is to keep this organized, right? But no. it's intentional. It's intentional. It's yeah. like you want to keep your space, your home, your office, whatever. Like if you've left a dish and you're, you're getting up to go to the bathroom and you pass the, the kitchen, mm -hmm. then just pick up the dish and go rinse it out, put it in the dishwasher, and then go to the bathroom. So that's the same way. Now give yourself some grace if you notice that. Write it down. So start on a project, the daily tidy, just take an area. Like if you're there and you don't even, you don't even have to plan it. It actually kind of starts happening organically if it's in your awareness. Yeah. So you'll be sitting wherever and you're like, you notice something is out of place. Then just do that. And if you are in the process of, of putting that into structure and you notice something else, if you don't have the time, put it down. Write a little to-do list or have it on the fridge. Yeah. Just like, oh, laundry room or just, and you'll remember it, right? Totally. So yeah, just capture it. Don't, don't, don't deviate unless it's in route. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in route, like from that space where you saw that dish and you're in route, mm -hmm. then take it on. Mm, I love this. Oh gosh. I have so many good questions. I'm going to do two more. Okay. Um, Let's see. We did. We already talked about emotional ties. That's perfect. Um, I guess this is from Kim Jordan. Love this topic. I go back and forth between get rid of all the things they're clutter and I love all my things. They have sentimental value. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of addressed that a little bit, but concrete tips for figuring out clutter versus. Well, there's some things that you can do around sentimental values. One things. One thing is. Um, so if it's a picture or if it's a print that you've gotten on travels or whatnot, there's, there's nothing to say in this, this world of uh, capturing things on technology. You know, one of my favorite things to do with parents or with, um, with businesses to show what they have available, um, I, I create a document of all of their photos, right? Their befores and afters, their successes, their designs like for development, like bu building developments, right? Like where do you actually show your, 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 the things that you produced or, or the things that you have sentimental value to, right? Yeah. Um, so I actually, you can capture them in a picture and then get a digital frame and have them playing all the time. 
Like they're not disappeared and or you can just capture them and say, oh my gosh, like sit down with your kids or sit down with your husband or your partner or your, you know, and actually have that available to pull and pull forward from. Because there's always a a wonderful time to see where you've been Mm -hmm. to acknowledge where you're going, Mm -hmm. right? So there's one thing. Um, The knickknacks and the little sentimental trinkets and chotskis and stuff like that, you know, you that I love them all too. I really do. I really <laughs> I do. do <laughs> but my focus is like, I don't want to be cleaning all of them and I'm outgrowing them. And again, that goes back to that conversation of if you hold on, mm-hmm. what's to say that you might not find something else that you want to enjoy in that space, even in a design space? Yeah. Right? Because you totally. have to actually change the space to actually handle those old trinkets yeah rather than accent the space that you have with the things that you want to buy now totally and even just what you said about capturing like you could do so much with artwork these days with canvas prints Mm -hmm. and taking a picture if it's something that's like really not of use but beautiful Mm -hmm. and then that that can go away once Mm -hmm. you kind of document it in a beautiful way with like Mm -hmm. a photographer even right Hmm. I love that yeah and I actually um I implemented a solution for a design and architecture firm where they really wanted to showcase like their designs, right? Mm-hmm. So I turned in their their break room into their display room. <gasps> I love that. So that everybody, all their designers could come in and actually like, oh, get so ideas, like get inspired by the other, the, the other architects, mm-hmm. right? And it, I took that, I took that way of being from my mom who used to I used to bring all my artwork home and she used to hang it up in my laundry room, in our laundry room. Mm-hmm. So every time I went in there to grab something, I saw all of my amazing accomplishments. And at the end of the year, w- I got to pick two pieces that I wanted to save and my mom got to pick two pieces. <gasps> so that saving you know, got reduced. Yeah. Inside of the architecture firm, I implemented ways that they actually could capture those designs and microfiche them so that they could access them. So that actually... The, the architects go, oh my gosh, like there was that one design that Bradley did that had this great, um, you know, structure of the stairs, mm-hmm. like how he brought it out. Like, where was that? That was like two years ago. Okay, well, they can actually microfiche, they could go and get it. And that's, so it's, it's, it's across the I lines. It really happens across the lines. Mm-hmm. Okay, final question. I think this is a good one to an- end on. Uh, Sandra Martinez, mm-hmm. ideas for getting started on major purge tied into getting organized. So mm. kind of, okay, I'm ready for a purge. Hire for, you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, like I said, the acknowledgement is the first key. Yeah. Okay, so um, if you, um, what is her name, Mrs. Martinez? Sandra. Sandra, Sandra, if Sandra you are Sandra. in... Uh, if you are in a relationship or if it's in your home or business, get agreement, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to have to, it's kind of like sharing your big idea with your friend and then you share it and they smack it down. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, like how the many, worst feeling. How many times have we all had that, right? Oh, the worst. So Sandra might be sitting there going, I'm taking this on in my house or in my office, but she doesn't have agreement with everybody. So every time she's turning a corner, there's going to be something to have to try to break through. And nine times out of ten, I guarantee you, it's going to stop. Yeah. Like, it can even be killed in, like, a day. That's it happens so, so easily, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say, Sandra, number one, get agreement from everybody who's involved. And then um, 
you, you actually acknowledge it, you don't know what it looks like. And, and I would say start in my own space. Yeah. So if you are in an office, start with your space first. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a home, start with your space first, whether it's your office or your or your room. room. Yeah, mm-hmm. or closet. Or your closet. That's a really good place to start too. But so start there. And then you're gonna you're you're practicing. Yeah. Because you can't go and tell your kids or you can't ask your office mates to do something, or I found, right? So that's where I would start. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Do you know what your spirit animal is? Oh, <laughs> I would say I have a couple. Like, I mean, That's different ways. Um, with my with um, my native background, um, that would be the. <laughs> I'm I'm a lobo, I'm a lobo in my Chinese spirit animal. Um, my Chinese sign is a rat. Okay, but yeah. um, and then also my. My just knowing, my fluidity. I'm a fire sign, mm. but my spirit animal is a dolphin in my personal being, oh. in my in my makeup, in my in in who I know. Like I'm very, I, I love to play in the waves. I love to mm. to be in community. I'm very social. Yes, like I can just see a dolphin and be like, oh yeah, like they're always smiling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so see it. Yeah, they're 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 just swimming, just taking care of business. They're protectors. Mm. You know, they like to protect they're people. They're so smart, wicked yeah. smart, wicked smart, <laughs> very intellectual. Oh. Yeah, so I would say like it, it, I have it across the spectrum. I love that because I think for you, that's what the energy I get from you. I mean, we really did just meet, and it was like instant because I was. It's just you are. Without expectation, it's just I am here to help you create the space and magic, like you said. Mm. I just think it's so beautiful. Thank you. I, I love what you're doing. I can't wait to work with you when this gym opens yes. and we can get this gym, <laughs> the best gym ever. Um, can you talk about where people can find you and contact you? Sure, yes. So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, like I said, it's um, my, my referrals. I'm just referral. I love that. But um, – I do need to get a web page. That's something I am working on. I can help on. you with that, girl. Thank just, you. You just let me know. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, because, you know, for me, I want to capture all of my greatness, right? So, and I find it hard, you know, with the whole personal business owner to be my own marketing agent. Mm-hmm. I usually coach people on hiring people out. Like, I yeah. have a vast, you know, uh, referral network. So, I usually do that. But it's funny. Sometimes I'm just, like, so busy, busy, busy. You know, I even have people that are saying, let me help you with that. And I'm like, busy, busy, busy. So for myself, you know, it's not like I'm the teacher, but I always still am constantly practicing. Yes. So where I go to is Facebook. It's simple. Perfect. um, At Heaven Sent Organizers. Oh, I love that. So, yes, Heaven Sent. Like, I really want you to take a step back and just be like, oh, wow. Such a difference. Totally. Yes. You need your voice, your background in psychology, mm. the way you help people live their life in their truest form is so much more than organizing. Mm. You should be doing podcasts. Right, <laughs> right. I hope that this inspired you to I, you start know, your it's own. fun. It is. You're it is. really good at it. Thank I you. I think everyone is going to say the exact same thing. So, okay, we'll follow you on Heaven Sent Organizers. Yes. Um, and then LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, yes, okay. under Krista D. Herrera. So you can find me. Cool. I'll um, link all of that. Yeah, and you can actually, in LinkedIn, you can actually see all of my history of my businesses. Cool. Where it is really, I used to think that um, I was a person that, 
you said, how did I get started in this, right? Well, yeah. it started young, but wherever I would go and, and, and find the job for me, I would go in and people would just naturally ask me like, oh, we need this. And nobody would step up and I was like, oh, well, have you thought about that? Or how about this? Mm -hmm. Or I'm sure you tried this, but how about that? And then I would, I would create function. I would, I would create efficiency and I would increase the bottom line, the dollars would increase. And, and then they would be, oh, you need to get this certification and oh, you need to get this, oh, and I want you to be like my real estate and I want insurance and I want you to recruit. And it just and, started that way. Yeah, and like every, every place where I was employed, I was like, I love it and thank you, but no. Like I always, I always talked myself out of a job every two to three years. I really did. I was like, sorry, like I need to move on. But what I was clear on when I finally found my purpose inside of Heaven Sent um, was that that was all of my training. I was actually taking my training, finding out all the areas of, of insurance, contracts, negotiations, you know, because I work with contractors and, and re redesigning spaces and whatnot. And, yes, and, it was and your business degree. It was, it was my MBA. It was your MBA. It was really my yes. MBA. And, it, and I'm very blessed that all of the people on my journey gave me the opportunities that they did because I'm clear that if I would have had to, I would have had to have been in a large corporation. Yeah. It wouldn't have had the flexibility and the ease. Same thing like a cluttered room. It wouldn't have allowed you to flow. It would not have allowed me to flow. Right. Oh, I love this. Well, I'm going to link the Facebook page. Um, I have it all here so you guys can find her. And then we're going to get you a website. Yes. <laughs> we're going to get that up. And then we're going to podcast you a website. And like, you know, and I'm, you know, I don't know if you can tell my age, but I'm in the generation of, you know. Oh, you look great. I wouldn't have no idea. Right. But I'm in the generation. I, I, I grew up in the, you know, the 80s and 70s and 80s. And so. I am like, all this fun technology, I need these millennials to teach me a little bit about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not on Insta. I got a new phone just so I could be on Insta. Yes. <laughs> Do you have an Insta now? No, I'm going to set it up. You I better just got my phone okay. yesterday. Get it so. going. Because I want to start, like, capturing things, like, instantly. In literally, mm -hmm. the... Everything, I mean, okay, everyone that's listening, go to Heaven Sent Organizing, <laughs> send her a message and tell her how you, what you took away from it, some of your favorite parts. You're going to be blown away. Thank this, you. Seriously, this is going to be really incredible. For, I love tribes. Yes. I lo they give me the best information back, so. And you're going to know exactly what to do with it, because I Thank think you. You, there is a place for you in this online world to explain what you just did, and I'm so, I feel so honored that I was like, a little, like one of the first yeah, you're people the to first. talk to you. You're you, the first. You, you're going to just... I mean, I've, I've spoken at DU. I've been a, a guest cool. lecturer in different areas. But you can see me in the Denver, Publics, uh, the Denver Public Library uh, guest lectures awesome. next year as well. Oh, that's so cool. So, like, yeah, I'm stepping more into that. You should. I really do. Because I'm clear that I provide access. And, and the doing of it, I'm really good at it. But the providing the access to it is just really, really important. Ugh. I love it. I hope we get to talk again soon. Thank you thank so you much for having for me today. Yay. Thank you, Krista.